The Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce. All right, all right. What do you think you're doing? Oh, oh I'm sorry, officer. I'm, I'm, I'm just waiting for my wife. Don't you know there's a law in this town against double parking in the business district? Yes, yes, of course I know. I'm sorry. I've just been here two minutes, really, and she should be right out. The law is the law. Yes, I know. I'm sorry. I, I was supposed to pick her up right outside the department store at 5.30. Sharp, she said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know women, always late. <laughs> and were you on time? Oh, yes. By golly, that's one thing about me. I'm always on time. A lot of good it does when the little woman's always late. <laughs> well, then, if you were on time, you were here at 5.30. It is now 10 minutes to 6. Oh, well, I... In other words, you've been double parked for 20 minutes. Let's have your driver's license. Uh, look, officer, have a heart, will you? Driver's license, look, please. Look, officer, I'm a very good friend of Joe McDermott's. He's on the force. You know Joe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know the lieutenant very well. Yeah. And only this morning he was saying we had to put some teeth into this business of no double parking. Now, is there some message you'd like me to give him? No. No, here's my driver's license. Thank you. Your pardon, I, I didn't mean to stand right in front of the door. Really? Oh, well, I'm sorry, ma'am. I, uh, oh, for Pete's sake, ten after six. Where can she be? Would you care to give, sir? What? Would you care to give something for the homeless children, No, no, sir? no. I, uh, oh, look, I, I beg your pardon. I, I, I didn't mean no like that. I'm sorry. I was just upset. Uh, yes, yes, of course. I, uh, what's it for? Poor children left homeless by the typhoon, sir. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Here, here you are. <laughs> oh, thank you, sir. Oh, that's most generous of you, no, sir. No, 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 that's all right. It's quite okay. <laughs> oh, you're a man who thinks of others less fortunate. Thank you, sir. Yes, well, it's okay. So, oh, excuse me. Say, are, are you going to be standing here for some time? For a while, sir. May I be of some service? Well, yes. As a matter of fact, you could. I, I've been waiting for my wife for exactly 40 minutes. 45, to be exact. First of all, I got a traffic ticket for being double parked, and I had to park the car in a parking lot and walk all the way back, and... Well, I've been standing here waiting. Oh, no doubt. She's been held up by some trivial thing. Oh, I'm quite sure it's some trivial thing, all right. Well, I'm a little tired of waiting. Oh, we must have patience, sir. I've had patience, thank you. I've also had a traffic ticket. Now, look, when she comes out, I would like... Oh, I'd like you to tell her that I've gone on home. Oh, I'd be glad to give her the message, sir, but... How will I know your wife? Oh, look, you'll know her. Look for the first woman who comes flying out of the department store, grabbing her packages and looking sort of wild-eyed up and down the street, um, wearing a red hat and a tan coat. Just tell her that you've gone on home. That's right, if you will. Tell her I've gone on home. <laughs> Oh, is that you, dear? Well, hello. Well, and where were you? 
How do you like that? Where was I? Oh, I was there, dear. Where were you? I got held up just a few minutes. Just a few minutes. What are you doing? I'm doing the dishes. I came home. I cooked a nice steak dinner for Betsy and me. Got her to bed. Steak? Yes, picked one up at the corner. The store was still open. We were going to eat dinner out at the Brookside Inn and go to a movie. Yes, yes we were, weren't we? Mm-hmm. But I came home, dismissed the babysitter, cooked dinner, got Betsy to bed. As I said, I didn't know whether to save any steak for you or not. I just didn't know what your plans might be. Look, don't glare at me. I waited there. I got a ticket for double parking. Then I had to park the car, and that cost 75 cents in the parking lot. All told, waiting for you, my dear, cost me $5.75 in cash and 45 minutes of my very brief life on this All earth. All right, I was a few minutes late. 45 it minutes. couldn't have been 45, 45 minutes. 45 minutes. Your watch minutes. must be wrong. If my watch was wrong, then so was the clock on the First National Bank, the clock in the car, and also the radio station, because I checked my watch with Naval Observatory time. I wasn't 45 minutes late, and the reason Look, I was a little late... Look, I don't want to hear the reasons, if you don't mind. I just don't. Look, darling, I'm not mad at you. I'm really not. I'm just sick and tired of always waiting for you, that's oh, all. No, you are always no, late. I am always. Not. No, I Darling, am you not. are. I've even heard you refer to yourself that way, as though it was kind of cute. Oh, well, of course, I'm always late. I just cannot be on oh, time. I do not. It's the way I am. You Look, there I are thousands of people just like you, darling. You keep all the rest of us waiting. Well, I'm very sorry. You know I wouldn't deliberately that's keep you waiting. That's just if you're always whole... sorry, but you don't do anything about it. You've been late to things? Sure, everybody has, but at least I make a point of being on time. The reason I was late, if you'll be quiet and listen to me just a minute... Look, that's another thing. People who are late always have excuses. I was trying to get something, and they didn't have it. And then the floor manager said maybe they had it in the stock room, and they sent somebody down to the stock room, and I waited and waited for him to come back, and I couldn't just leave. They were looking for something I'd asked for. I take it the woman outside on the street gave you my message. Yes, and I was so embarrassed... And that's another Look, thing. Look, it's 20 I, after 8. Where the heck have you been since then? Well, the store didn't have what I was looking for, and I thought since you'd gone on home and the stores were open, I'd, well, I'd just look some more, so I went to a few other places. Well, you better take I... off your coat and stay a while. Now, look, you don't need to glare at me. I'm not trying to be unpleasant about this, but I'm just tired of waiting for you. And in the future, when you're not there, I'll give you two minutes leeway, and then I'm going on. That's all. Just as simple as that. Come on, give me a coat. Thank you. You're welcome. Don't you understand? They had sent somebody to look for what I wanted in the stockroom, and I couldn't leave. I was way up on the sixth floor. I couldn't get in an elevator and come down and find you and then go all the way back up again. I thought that would take too long. And anyhow, I thought the boy would come back from the stockroom at any minute, and I was worried about you standing down there. You didn't worry about me at all, now, did you? You just thought, oh, he'll wait. Come on now, didn't you? Well, if you're going to be that way, there's no point in even talking to you at all. Look, I have fired two secretaries for coming in late. They had excuses, too. Oh, they thought up new ones every day. Traffic was terrible. They couldn't get a bus. They overslept. They had to stop at the dentist or something. Their mother was sick. Every day, something new. Now, look, we all have responsibilities to each other, don't we? Yes. All right. Not only unfair, it's downright rude to keep people waiting. Nobody likes to be kept waiting. It's, it's, It's an ignominious position to be in. Isn't it unfair, really, to waste other people's time? Yes. All right, now, if we're going to teach Betsy to have a sense of responsibility, if we're going to teach her to be on time, don't you think maybe her mother ought to learn that, too? Yes. Yeah, all right. Now, look, when we go anywhere, I always have to wait for you. I guess so. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I guess you're right. I try. I just can't seem to make it. I don't get started in time or something. You don't start to get started in time. That's the trouble. You always think you have plenty of time. Then you realize that you're misjudged. At the last minute, you're racing around hysterically and yes, throwing I things guess right that's and left. True. And... Well, unexpected things seem to come up. 
Well, would you like to fire me like you did your secretary? No, I'd like to keep you. My housework is satisfactory? Oh, yes. My cooking meets with your approval? It certainly mm-hmm. does. No it's complaints good. there at all. I just think it would be nice if once, just once, we could arrive somewhere, right on the button of when we're due, instead of always arriving and breathlessly explaining why we're late. Well, I'll try. I know I do have a tendency to be a little late, but I will try to be better, dear. I'm sorry I kept you waiting tonight. I really Well, I'm sure you are, but I just want to make it clear that in the future I'm not going to wait for you anymore. All right, all right. Don't be mad at me. Mm. Give me a kiss. I would be delighted. Here. Mm. I'll give you another one. Mm. All right. Now, after this, you'll be on time. I will. Right. I wasn't 45 minutes late. You so were 45 I minutes at 6.15. I, I was standing outside that department the store. The store closes at 6. Everybody has to leave. People were still coming out of the store. Don't tell me I didn't wait 45 minutes because I know I did, and I will never do it again. Now, look, don't resort to tears. I it's am not... not I'm not. I'm very sorry to have kept you waiting. Maybe this will make up for it a little. Here. Huh? What? What's that? Present for you. Present? Well, maybe you don't care for it now, but I got it for you anyway. Well, you... Well, you might open it and look at it. If you don't like it, I guess I can take it back. Well, well I... I'll... Just break the ribbon. I had it gift-wrapped. My gosh, gift wrap? This isn't my birthday or anything. No, it wasn't for anything special, just something you said you wanted. I've been all over town trying to get it for you. Look, I I, I didn't... You said you wanted a nice picture on your desk of Betsy and me, and you wanted a special brown leather frame, and that's what they were looking for in the stock room. You mean... They had maroon and green, but you wanted brown. Well, they didn't have it, so I went to Stevens, and then I went to Hale's, and then I went way down to Kramer Barrett's, and they just had green... The others had gold frames and silver, but you wanted that certain shade of brown to match your desk set, so I finally found it way down at Lawler's Leather Goods Store. Well, it's it's in the box, dear. Just open it. Oh, I don't know what to say. Well, open it and see if you like it. Yeah. Well, there it is. Is it what you wanted? Yeah. Yeah. You like it? Yeah. Oh, yes, it's beautiful. You don't look very happy about it. Well, I feel like a heel. Oh, you don't need to. As long as it's what you wanted, that's the main thing, darling. Look, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, I, well, you're taking the wind out of my sails. Here, I, I feel as big as a pin. Oh, I did keep you waiting, and I am sorry. <laughs> oh, honey, I don't, I, don't, I, I don't think it was 45 minutes, sweetie. Really, I well, don't. Uh, well, I don't, my, my watch may have been wrong. Uh, I, I'm sure it was, sweetie. Uh-huh. Really, well, I it, do. Yeah, yeah, it might have been. Uh, now, I'm hungry. Just save me any steak. Yeah, yes, yes, I, I well, did. Well, come on out while I eat something we can talk. Because there's something else I want to ask you about that, that you did tonight. That I did? Uh-huh. Something that I, I think was wrong, dear. Something I did that was wrong tonight. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. All right, let's have it. Well, it has to do with having a sense of responsibility. You know what you were talking about? So come on out and we'll talk about it while I'm fixing my dinner. <laughs> You really like the picture in the frame, oh, dear. Golly, really? It's just what I wanted. It's beautiful. It really is. You sort of bowled oh. over. <laughs> golly. Now, what were you going to talk about? Uh-huh. Something I did wrong tonight. Uh, oh, oh, yes. Yeah. Well, I really think, dear, that no matter how mad you were at me, here we are going to build a new house and you just throw money away. 
Wasn't it bad enough to get a traffic ticket, but I mean, then to go and give $10 to... I mean, goodness knows who she was. You know, it, what are you just, talking well, about? Well, that woman you gave a $10 bill to that was soliciting money for some relief thing. I gave her a $1 uh, bill. You gave her a 10 And she told me what a wonderful, generous man you were. Well, I was so annoyed at you. We, we give very generously to the organized charities, darling, here. And what I gave her this? a $1 bill. You may have thought so, but you gave her a 10 She showed it to me. Well, I gave her a $1 bill. No, dear, it was a 10 The idea of giving $10 to what? What was she representing? Well, I, 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 I don't know. Children. That was it. Homeless children. What homeless children? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. It was certainly a worthwhile project, I mean, I should think. I mean, they, they were children made homeless by the typhoon. That was it. What typhoon? I don't know what typhoon. Wherever typhoons are, I guess. Well, it's... didn't you even wonder where this typhoon was? Well, I... I... Well, dear, maybe it's all right, but believe me, unless it says Red Cross or Community Chest or United Fund or something I recognize, I don't just hand out money on the street helter-skelter, certainly not $10 bills and in cash. Well, look, the, the, uh, this woman she was very nice. You said we should write checks for charities anyhow, so we had receipts. And you told me yourself the Better Business Bureau warned against fly-by-night charities and names we didn't recognize as being worthwhile and... Well, I mean, dear... Relief for homeless, typhoon children? Wasn't there a typhoon in Alaska recently? Well, if so, certainly there wouldn't be many children made homeless in Alaska. Well, as I said, it may be all right, but as you said, if we're going to teach Betsy a sense of responsibility, we have to have it too, dear. I gave her $10, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. And I just wonder if you don't agree with me, dear. Oh, I do. I certainly do. (laughs) I knew we'd wind up in perfect agreement. The Couple Next Door is written by Peg Lynch and stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce with Jay Barney and Elaine Ellis and is produced by Walter Hart. This is Stuart Metz, inviting you to listen again tomorrow to The Couple Next Door. (laughs) 